Welcome to the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. For those of you who don't know, GTFO means get the F out. In this podcast, we will be discussing how to get the F out. How to get the F out of a bad situation, predicament, or something you want to flat change. I'll be interviewing individuals who have had to GTFO. Expect to hear stories of those who experience situations of despair, pain, and fear. And the only way to escape it was to GTFO. Through this podcast, I want to give you, the listeners, the power and courage to make life changes should you need to GTFO. In your life, have you ever had a goal or a task you really wanted to achieve, but you just couldn't seem to do it? Perhaps you had a dream of running for office in your local community, or you fantasized about opening your own coffee shop, or hell, maybe even that dream had to do with asking your crush out on a date, but you didn't do it. Here are my questions for you. Why? Why didn't you pull the trigger? What words were you telling yourself in your mind as to why you were not capable of acting on your personal goals? The answer is our topic today, limiting beliefs. Most of us have a talk track or narrative already playing in our minds, like I can't, or I'm not good enough, or I don't have enough. You fill in the blanks. If you have these thoughts, guess what? You just got in your own way. That is what is called limiting beliefs. I've had plenty of my own. Most of my limiting beliefs started in childhood, and they were groomed by a cascade of life experiences. Mine include not feeling smart enough, good enough, or capable. All of these thoughts shape me, and despite where I am in my life now, they still play a role in my thinking. I have to be aware of them and overcome them on a daily basis. Well, my guest today, Jess Rydell, is an intuitive life coach, and she's an expert on overcoming limiting beliefs. She's also a passionate stage actress, oracle card and aficionado, and lover of all things mystic and magical. See, Jess left corporate America in 2016 to become a coach following an epiphany when her husband asked her on her 45th birthday how it felt to be halfway to 90. She now helps clients break free of the corporate golden handcuffs in order to become entrepreneurs or design their soul-aligned careers. She loves helping others tap into their own intuition. Jess grew up in the Caribbean on the beautiful island of Jamaica. She graduated from Roanoke College in Salem, Virginia, and received her master's in the theater program at Louisiana State University Go Tigers, my alma mater. Her life coach certification is through the Martha Beck Institute. She currently lives in Atlanta with her husband, Dave, teenage son, Max, and their mischievous American Eskimo rescue dog, Chinko. Did I say that right? Chinko. Cinco. <laughs> whatever. Cinco, Chinko. You know. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here so you could correct me on your, your dog's name's pronunciation. Uh, not so. a problem. Good to be here, Holly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited because you're one of my favorite people and we always have so much fun in our conversations, which leads me to ask the opening question. How do we know each other? Ah, I love telling this story. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was back in March um, when mm -hmm. I was uh, suffering on my sofa with a broken ankle. I just had surgery and I was recycling some old uh, copy videos and material. And I, 
I posted a video that was called your, why your job is not your identity. And I think you've been following me for a while. You had yeah. been stalking me on LinkedIn for several months. And something about that video prompted you to actually mm -hmm. reach out with a message. And mm -hmm. we, you said, you know, we have, we need to talk. We have more in common, you know, than you think. And I was like, great. Okay. I got, I'm, I got nothing. I'm, you know, I'm laid up on the couch and <laughs> let's talk. And, um, you know, we were able to really realize that the approaches we took to supporting clients with breaking out of corporate had a different, let's say flavor edge. You know, I was sort of the, the energy piece of it. You were the strategy piece and, and we were able to partner as business partners, like having never met each other and then come to find right. out we both went to LSU at the same time. I know. I mean, yeah. So many synchronicities. It's just, it's just been marvelous and, and what a great friendship. I, I can't wait to have we've, the opportunity to come to Dallas to visit you. Well, we've had a really good friendship. We've had a very open and candid relationship because we share a lot of the same experiences and we share a lot of the same goals. And when I saw that post about how your job is not your identity, I was like, F yeah, I'm, I'm messaging, <laughs> I'm messaging her right now. I mean, I do think I was one vodka in. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you did though. I, I was, <laughs> yeah. but you know, the rest is now history and we've built a uh, friendship and collaboration. So I'm, I'm happy to have you on today because a lot of people struggle with limiting beliefs. I am one of them. And I honestly didn't really understand what that meant until I met you. And you're like, oh no, girl, these are limiting beliefs. So I'm glad that you are the expert in this category. Yes. Um, that, well, I mean, I think, I think we all need to have it pointed out to us that we are typically the ones getting in our own way. Yep. Yep. That's why you got a GTFO out of your own way because we have a tendency to do it. Okay. My first question for you is give us some background on yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. I'd be happy to. Um, well, I, I have a, a pretty extensive background in sales. Um, of course, I, I started out with the, you know, the goal of, of being a, a star. And that's why I pursued theater as, as uh, kind of my academic course. But theater has actually um, brought a lot of good to my now career as a coach. Um, but I went corporate for a while. I actually was in corporate America for about 15 years, primarily in sales. I was a, a franchise field trainer and I would go to, I was traveling a lot and I'd go to these various uh, franchise locations and, and train and coach fr both franchisees and staff. And I, I started just getting burned out on the corporate gig in general and realized mm -hmm. that I was really, I had a deep yearning to do something more meaningful with my life. Right. And, you know, as you shared in your opening, Holly, it was when my husband asked that question, you know, how does it feel to be halfway to 90? I was very taken aback at first. And then I was like, it, the question, I'm so grateful that he asked me that question now because it, it really sort of forced me to take an inventory of the fact that I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I just felt like mm -hmm. I was plugging away, bailing a boat with a hole in the bottom, you know, living for the weekends. And it was time to shift into... Um, just a more soul aligned career path that I that I loved. Right. And you've done it and you've done it successfully. And I understand where you're coming from, because like you I have a history in corporate America. And I remember probably 10, 15 years ago, it'd be like a hot summer day and here in Dallas, and I'd be going from account to account. And even though I loved selling the products that I did um, to doctors, I was like, this just 
doesn't feel soul aligned. This is great, but where is this really going to take me? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think it takes some chutzpah and guts like you had to go, oh no, I'm going to go where I need to go and not just where the company tells me. Yeah. And I, I really went all in. I did not ease in. I, I tend to, instead of <laughs> dipping my toe in the water or going into a swimming pool feet first, I prefer to dive in head first, which is what I did. I basically <laughs> rented an office and said, I'm in business. You know, well, I, I got some training first. I will say that. <laughs> I, did, I did the right. Martha Beck course, then I opened the office. But um, yeah, that was, was a plan. Yeah, it was, it, it was a plan. Yeah. It's like it's like sink, swim, or float. You know, just proceed as if success is inevitable. My husband gave me um, a fridge magnet that said that, and then when I followed the advice, he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "It's that <laughs> fridge magnet." <laughs> you told me, dear, to follow this, and here it is. Right, right. Well, tell us, tell us this, since you are the expert. Where do limiting beliefs come from? Where do they come from, and how do we get these thoughts in our head? Great question. And the, uh, honestly, there is no one specific answer for this because they come from everywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are impacted by our social conditioning, which a lot of that actually takes place um, before the age of seven. Our impressions about money, the way that we treat other people, the way we expect others to treat us. A lot of these impressions are formed as children. And then as the life experiences start to stack up, I mean, have you ever had something happen where it, it sort of just gave you pause and you're like, well, I'll never do that again because it didn't feel good, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so we are responding constantly to the things that occur in our life, the things that happen to us, and then the beliefs and thoughts that we then attach to that we adopt as our own. And it's almost like we incorporate this in, as, a, as a personal religion, as something that we follow. And yep. it's really difficult, you know, to realize that you've sort of been immersed in this, in this conditioning that, that you essentially, I mean, not to, not to blame yourself, but it, it's just because of, of, of the way that you've been navigating life and the, the conclusions that you've decided to come to based on your life circumstances. D- did that answer the question? Oh, no, it answered it perfectly. And you're making me reflect upon my, my childhood, you know, and my upbringing and where my limiting beliefs started, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't think my parents did it on purpose. It was just, this is what you're going to do. This is only as far as you can go you know, these are the expectations. So when I was met with something that was different or outside of that construct, I was like, I can't do that. Maybe it was a job, maybe it was school. You know, um, I was already in my head that I could not do certain things. Um, So I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. Um, What are some of the examples that you have or some of your clients have had about limiting beliefs? We'd love to hear some. Oh, um, well, I can use a, a, a very personal example. Um, yeah. And I, I actually share this a lot with clients as I'm explaining, you know, limiting thoughts and beliefs to them, because this is what kept me stuck for so long and kept me kind of in a fear story about not creating a business of my own because I was terrified that I wouldn't succeed. Mm-hmm. And the limiting belief was, and it was, it was very clear. It would, it would, you know, my aunt every year would gently suggest that I try something on my own and become a consultant or open my own business for, for probably about seven years in a row. And the belief that would come up into my energy field and body was 
I have to have a corporate job in order to survive. All right. You guys hear that? Everybody out there in listening land? <laughs> yeah. Do you relate to this? Limiting belief. Go ahead. It is. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it, it, it was running my life. It was running the show <sighs> because I, I literally was in so much fear. I would I would not consciously do this, but I would trace it all the way to like going bankrupt and <laughs> pushing a shopping cart under the overpass. Right. Yeah. yeah be like, Jess, there you are. There you go. You need a beer? Here, I'll just throw one just, at you. You know, which is, which is <laughs> the, the whole concept was absolutely preposterous, but it, it kept me locked for a while. And, and uh, oddly enough, it wasn't until I was going through my own coach training that I realized it's like, wow, here, here, this limiting belief has held me back for years. But, you know, the first step in pursuing a different path was taking the coach training. And it was during the Martha Beck Wayfinder training program that I realized I didn't have to believe these thoughts and limiting beliefs anymore. And we right. can shift our beliefs. It is possible. Yes, yes, I had a belief yes. that that wasn't possible, that, you know, it's like, here's how I am. This is just mm -hmm. the way it is. And I was sort of locked into this. It will never change. It can't change. And oh, got news for you. It can absolutely change and we can change it. Right, right, exactly. And I think when you lock in your thoughts like that, you lock out other things. You don't bring in what's good for you. You're absolutely right, Holly, because, because your, your energy, yeah, your energy is essentially pushing the good things away because you're not creating space for mm -hmm. possibility. Right. You're, you're, you're limiting space too. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I believe me, I get it. Um, this is a great segue, though. Why do you think it's easier for people to believe their limiting beliefs? Why do you think it's easier just to sit with those than to change? Uh, again, there's no, there's no one answer to this. There's just, there's a lot of different things that go into it. I, right. I, I think sometimes you know, with the conditioning, and, and I think this is really true for a lot of women, we have an inherent fear of failing or looking foolish. True. Or being Very judged true. by, you know, other people in our social circle or our family. And I think those fears really keep people from taking leaps of faith or pursuing the thing that they truly yearn for. Not to mention, it's like, okay, if I never go for it, then I never have to be disappointed. That's if, it. If I never take the leap, then then I'll never, you know, I'll, I won't have to, you know, regret making a fool of myself or whatever it is. It's like we we hold back because it's safe. That 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 really, I I think that is the crux of it. It's 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 a safety net that keeps us in a bubble. It keeps us in our comfort zone. It keeps yep. us from taking risks because of fear that we might fail. And, and, and just if I can touch on that for a moment, Holly, uh, the thing about, about fear is it will, it will paralyze you. It, and, and, and fear, I like to say fear is a, is a liar. And we need to have a different relationship, not only with fear, but with failure in order to be able to move forward. And I, I had an epiphany about this. I was, I was at a marketing convention um, back in uh, March of 2017. And um, I was learning from a, a successful coach that had built, you know, a really great business. His name is Bill Barron. And he was up there telling us all of these embarrassing stories about himself of failing, of him failing. And it had such an impression on me because I was sort of in this mode where it's like, you know, 
You can't show failure. You can't act like you've failed. And, you know, he literally was telling us stories about the first uh, coaching retreat that he did and sharing that um, literally people were coming up to him during the retreat and saying, is this going to get any better? <laughs> can we get, can we get our money back? You know, and, oh my and gosh. that was his first foray into hosting uh, an in-person event. And he said, you know, I could have quit there. I could have said, this isn't for me. I'm not cut out to do it. But instead I plan another retreat <laughs> and I made it 30% better. And, and, and something just clicked in my mind. I, I've written blog posts on this too. It's just like, if you don't get comfortable with failing and understand that it's a part of the process, you will never take the first move. You will never take the first step. I couldn't agree with you more. And I know we've both heard fail forward because that's really what it is. And going back to what you said before about leaving corporate America and being afraid you couldn't survive outside of it. Well, I think corporate will do something to you about failure, making you feel like if you fail at something, you're going to fail again and you're going to fail again and nothing good comes from it on the outside. In reality, that's not true. And I think that's a mindset that a lot of us have to work on to realize that you have to fail in order to grow. You have to get uncomfortable. Getting uncomfortable is good. You you got it. And that that is what that is, I think, a sort of not to say, how, how, how should I put this? It, it's sort of a curse of the corporate culture, a denial yeah. of failure, or this sort of dogmatic, you know, approach to hammering something, even when it's not working, because failure is not an option. I, I literally yes. had, I had a supervisor that used to just bellow that out on conference calls, you know, and it was just like, you see? well, it kind of is an option and, and it's a good yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's called life. It's called life, dude. And it happens. Yeah. And well, yeah. you, you tried something and it didn't work. Let's pivot. Let's, let's take a new direction. Let's try a right. different way. Right. Move on. Just move on. Yeah, well, I, I'm glad you agree on that because because I do too. And I think that going back to your friend that was doing the seminar and he was mentioning all of his failures, that level of vulnerability leads to growth. You know, bingo. Uh, letting yourself go there, I think, leads to growth. I think we all have to accept that. Absolutely. And, and, and that was, that was a good lesson for me in seeing like uh, seeing himself allow himself to be vulnerable and speak to failure in, in such a concise and clear, vulnerable, honest way was a tremendous lesson. And I, gr I grew tremendously just as a result of that lesson finally hitting home, you know, right. finally making its way into my bones so I could embody it and not be afraid of failure. Right. It's part of it. And you have to learn how to laugh at it and move on. Exactly. Maybe not laugh, but you have to go, <laughs> well, okay, next. Next. You know. You know, and, and laughing, you make a great point. It's like you have to have a sense of humor about, about you, yourself, you, do. you know, for you sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the only way to, <laughs> it's the only way to pick your head up and go, okay, this is human. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep failing till I get it right. So um, how do you begin to rid yourself of limiting beliefs. Like we've been saying so far in this, in this episode, limiting beliefs start early, limiting beliefs resurface, you know, in your life over and over again. How do you get rid of them? Mm, yeah. And, and that's a, that's a, that's a good one, Holly. Cause I, again, when, when I was in my twenties, I'm going to tell a little funny story on myself talking about, you know, speaking of having a sense of humor about yourself. <laughs> um, 
I, I was always fascinated with personal development and you know, I listened to, you know, back when we had cassettes, <laughs> I, I'm dating myself here, but um, yeah, I, I was right the there with you, Tony Robbins, <laughs> Tony Robbins audio program. I, I forget one of, one of his very original ones, you know, and, and, and I would hear him say things like he was really this rah, rah, you know, it's almost to the point where you're listening to his voice and, and it just, it all sorts of, sort of starts to be word salad and it gets jumbled. But I, I remember his, you know, one of his big points and one of my takeaways that really puzzled me because while he was, you know, making these statements, I, he wasn't really offering up specific tools, but he would always say, um, your thoughts don't control you. Don't let your thoughts control you. You control your thoughts. And it never made any sense to me, Holly. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? What? How do you control your thoughts? Okay. Because mine were on a loop running 24 seven in my subconscious, you know, creating a lot of anxiety and paralysis and fear. And I'm like, okay, okay, Tony, that sounds good and all, but how in, how in the good, yeah, how, how do you control your thoughts? And that that's what was so revealing about about coach training is that i actually learned some really beautiful specific tools to not only discover what these limiting thoughts and beliefs are which is always an epiphany and an eye opener but to actually learn to it's almost like it's almost like when you're a little kid and you have a you have a uh, a loose tooth, right? So like pushing back on a, on a painful thought or a limiting belief, it's like, wait, I, I, I need to maybe learn that I can approach this from a different angle, you know, mm -hmm. learning to know that you can create a new neural pathway in your brain that doesn't attach you to that thought or that belief. Um, right. And if you want, we can, we can play around. Um, Let's do it. I'm, I'm all for that. Okay. I'm all for that. Okay. You'll, I think you'll our play listeners would enjoy it too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, this is then this is really just one of many tools um, that I work with in terms of thought dissolving and and really learning to um, you know, bring the subconscious limiting thought to the surface and push back on it and reframe it and learn kind of a, a kind of a, a new way. But first we have to identify it as as a thought. So as you think about life, your life right now. Yes. What is um, just kind of a, a painful or, or, or limiting thought that is troubling you? Okay, I'm going to go where I didn't think I would go with this, mm -hmm. but I'm going to go here. Okay. And my biggest limiting belief is money. I'm always worried about money, but I'll tell you why. Because my parents were always worried about it, even though... They were entrepreneurs. They opened a very successful business and maintained it for years. Their conversations at night and first thing in the morning were about money. So ingrained in me now up to 50 years old, thank you very much, I've always worried about it, whether I've had it or I have not had it. It's always been a running theme of not having enough. And I know this also comes from, you know, this my Jewish Russian immigrant, you know, um, predecessors. Cause that's when they came over here, they were like, you have to make it. We're not going back to Russia. We're staying right here in the, the U S of a, and I know that's where it started. And I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that mentality of fighting your way through and being successful. But now this girl here stuck with it. And I identify, 
identify with it and I attach everything to it. Therefore, long way of saying limiting beliefs. I'm worried I'm not going to have enough because that's what my parents thought. That's what my grandparents thought. It's ingrained in me. So that's what I worry about. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And that's, a, that's a, it's, it's not only, it's a very vulnerable thought, but it's a very common one. And yeah. I can relate to that so much. And, and one of the things just in learning about an abundance mindset that I love that, that Gabrielle Bernstein um, says in, her, in, in one of her books, um, you can't have one foot in lack and one foot in abundance at the same time, right? Right, right. So, so as you think about that, what is the fear or maybe the, the, the thought that runs through your mind? Is it just, I don't have enough, I won't have enough? Or what does it sound like? What, what is the energy around I that I won't thought? have enough to live out my life and pass on money to my daughter. That's, that's what resonates. Okay. Yep. I won't have enough to pass on to my daughter. Okay. Right. Because my parents have given it to me. Thankfully, they're still here. But so I'm trying to repeat a pattern here. So yes, no, this is going to be really helpful yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's almost like I'm having the thought that I will not be able to create enough money. It's like an, a, a, right. like an enough. Right. Okay. 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 Enoughness. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to say that out loud. Um, I, I am afraid that I won't be able to create enough money. I wait. Say that again, Jess. I'm no, afraid. no, that's fine. Um, I, I, I say, say, say. I won't. I, I am afraid I won't be able to create enough money. I'm afraid I won't be able to create enough money. Say that again. I'm afraid that I won't be able to create enough money. When you say that, Holly, tell me how that feels. How does it feel in your body when you say that out loud? Kind of throw upish. Like not good. Like just limiting, limiting, limiting. Like negative. Block myself you know, icky, no, icky feeling, can't, can't, right? Can't. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's right, icky right. because it's, it's icky because it's in you. You are attached to that. I'm thought. Do to you it. feel yep. that all day long? Yeah. I feel it. It's bubbling yep. beneath the surface. You carry it with you. It is in your bones. It is part of your belief system. And this just happens to be a very limiting belief that is keeping you kind of in that stuckness and fear. It's sort of sort of like one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, you know? Right. It is like that. It is like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in that, we're not moving forward. So I, I just wanted us to be able to isolate this as, as exactly what it is, because right now it's really only a thought. It is not reality, right? right. So the technique I'm going to use is called ACT. It's acceptance and commitment therapy. And we're just going to distance ourselves from this thought. So we've identified it. We've said it out loud. It's made you uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know for a fact that you're attached to it because you live with it day in and day out. So let's try this again. And this time we're going to identify it as a thought. So I want you to say, I'm having the thought that I won't be able to create enough money. I'm having the thought that I won't be able to create enough money. Again, I want you to become the observer of the thought and just say, I'm having the thought that I won't be able to create enough money. I'm having the thought that I won't be able to create enough money. The thought. How does it feel now? That I can 
have perspective because you are able to kind of isolate it <clears throat> and see it from the outside. Feels a little different. Like it's just a it? thought. It's just yeah, a thought. Yeah, yeah. Because right. right now we're calling it a thought and we're separating ourselves from the thought as opposed to being attached to it. You see the difference, right? Right, right. I'm not I'm less attached to it. You're less yeah. attached to it. Now you're kinda like, huh, is that is that mm, is that really true? Do I thought. have to do I have to believe that? Like why is that my belief? You know, let me let me trace it back to where I got it from, which as you as you said, it, it you got it from your parents. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. going to take this one step further, and I love oh, this boy. part, okay? <laughs> okay? If you need a pen, if you need to write anything down, that's I've been, fine. I've been writing. I've okay, been good, writing. good, yeah. good. Because yeah. this time, this time, I just, I really just want you to become the compassionate witness of this debilitating thought about not having enough. Okay. okay. So this okay. time, we're, we're not just going to say, I'm having the thought. We're going to say, I'm noticing. I'm noticing I'm having the thought that I won't be able to create enough money. I have to write this down. No problem. (laughs) You're doing great, by the way. Thanks. 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 I'm noticing, noticing that I'm having the thought that I won't be able to create enough money. Noticing. One more time. I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that I won't be able to create enough money. How How does it feel now? I'm noticing. Control. I don't want to use the word controllable, but it feels like it's controllable, like reasonable, like, okay, you can control this thought. You can, I don't know if that's the right word, control, but um, I don't feel like I have to succumb to it, to the thought. Good way of putting it, right? Okay. And, and no, it's okay, okay to say control because that goes back to Tony <laughs> Robbins' point, right? right <laughs> your right, thoughts right. don't control you; you control your thoughts. I, yes, right. Tony. There you yes, go, Tony. But how, right? <laughs> so, so here, here's just a very, very simple t- tool when you find yourself. And, and honestly, um, let me just say for our listeners right now, I was really skeptical about this exercise. No joke. I learned it on a class call, and and it was like the the people were practically that were experiencing it were practically having conniptions about the relief that they were getting. And I'm like, really? What? You know, is this for real? And until I practiced it with a partner and did it myself, I couldn't feel that liberation, that separation that comes from really just understanding that it is only a thought. thought. It doesn't have to be reality, but by looping on it, it creates the reality. Like that's what I think a lot of people don't understand because you're thinking about what you don't want. And when you think about what you don't want, what do you get? More of what you don't want, right? Right. 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 It's kind of like you can begin to manifest it. Yes. If you keep thinking that way. Bingo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, beautiful job with that. That's just, you know, one of of many tools. You're welcome. Um, That just gives you, it gives you some distance (laughs) between you and uh, and, and the painful thought or the limiting belief. So I I also want you to take this one step further and you don't have to do this right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Holly, but I will um, ask you to create maybe a new belief or new thought that when that one takes you over or takes over your, your, your psyche and your body, that you can tell yourself a different story because you're being stuck in the fear story of not being able to create enough money. I agree with you because if I can find a replacement thought, it will drive my thoughts in a different direction and a positive direction. 
Exactly. Exactly. Right. Little so, nice little coaching, little mini coaching nice, session you for you. For the coaching <laughs> session. <laughs> you are so welcome. I'm not sure if uh, this might be therapy too, though. So th- I, I think mean, it'll I be great be getting... for you. Keep me posted on your, and I'd love to know oh. of your new belief. You can text me what have okay. you. Okay. Yeah. That's account. That's an accountability plan. I'll text you my new belief. How's that? Excellent. Can't wait to see it. Okay. I know you do this with your clients too. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. No doubt. No doubt. Um. Okay, last question. Are there ways you can catch yourself having a limiting belief and recognize it and address it? Because if you're so used to having them, like I am and others are, how do you catch it? How do you know? This is a juicy one. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and it really, it, it comes from the ability to get still and be more self-aware. And here, here's where my woo comes into play. Here's where my energy, you know, because without awareness, the, the, the talk track or the autopilot or the, you know, the limiting thought or, you know, the painful belief or whatever it is, is sort of, again, you're attached to it. It's in you, but you're not even recognizing it. So oftentimes you need to be able to get still and pay attention when you're feeling anxious or disturbed by something, you need to sit with yourself and get still and say, you know, what, what is the fear here? What is the thought? What is happening now that is creating this anxiety and tension in my body? That is great advice. That is great advice. And and once you're you're able to identify, yeah, once you're able to, you're like, well, I'm managing this thought that I need to be able to work with and push back on, you know, and ask myself, is it, is it really true? Or is this a fear? Is this something that may never happen? Why is this running the show right now? And why am I allowing it to? But in order, in order to identify that it's, it's first really important just to get still and, and be able to connect. And, and a lot of times really, sometimes you need, you need help with this. You need to talk it through with a friend or a coach or a mentor because you, you always, you can't always find it on your own. Um, you can sometimes, but it, it, you know, sometimes we need a little help of really being able to excavate where the limiting thought is and where it originates from before we can dissolve it. I think that is beautifully said. And I like how you used the word excavate. That was pretty cool. I got the mental picture on that one. One of my like, favorites. I picture, yeah. I picture like, digging out and throwing it behind you. Mining. Okay? Yeah. Going here. Mining. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I think that's great for our listeners, especially if they live in anxiety, which a lot of us do now. So when you're feeling it, do your excavation and figure out why you're feeling it. And that's, yeah, that's where meditation and having even a, a very, you know, I'm not talking about sitting in a room for hours and hours if that's not, not for <laughs> oh you boy, right no. now, but just being able to get still and quiet and even just be your, be with yourself for three minutes at a time and clearing your head and allowing yourself to feel into your body and, and, and make a determination as to what's really going on. You taught me that. You taught me how to do that, actually. And now I do it every, I do it every day. I did it before I started my day today. I just got still, you know, and it, I felt more focused and adjusted. So I got that from you. So I appreciate that. I'm so proud um, of you. That's wonderful. Oh, well, thank, yes. you. thank you for that. Yeah. Yes, dear. Well, you're an amazing coach and friend. So I just had to get that out there. Um, all right. Last question, Jess. 
how can people get connected with you? If they want you for coaching, for speaking, or just want to get to know you better, how should they connect with you? Well, God, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to have to share more than one way here because there are many ways to oh, get yes. connected with me. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am on um, all the main social media platforms uh, with the exception of LinkedIn as Ageless Jess. That's my little alter ego, Ageless, because once you begin to like really start living your right life, it's almost as if you physically and energetically start to age backwards. So I am. I'm I like on, that. <laughs> me too. I know. I know. It's a phrase I coined back in 2017. And it's never left me. And I've really embodied it over the years, even more so. Like, you know, at first I was like feeling sort of like an imposter calling myself Ageless Jess. And now I am Ageless Jess. <laughs> so really, it's, just, it's easy to just to just go there. So I'm on Facebook. Um I, I have a business page on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I also have a website, agelessjess.com. Be sure to check it out. It talks a little bit about my work. Um, it also has the opportunity to schedule a free intuitive breakthrough session. Ooh, yeah. um, also, also, if you're if you're a talker like me, if you like to talk and communicate verbally on the phone, um, you can actually call me directly. If you've listened up until the end of this of this podcast. I, I trust that you're a normal human being that can make a phone call and reach out. So I'm going to leave my number. Um, oh, it's we'll it's 404-543-7767. Uh, Pick up the phone and call me. If you need support with painful thoughts, limiting beliefs, getting out of corporate. Oh, and by the way, can I mention our why yes yes you <gasps> yes. should yes and just so you know um holly and i if you're listening to this prior to the date of october 12th holly and i are partnering i think on our fourth version of mm -hmm. our very own gtfo course which is really designed to help you move through the fear and uncertainty of doing something new and different and creating your own soul aligned business so you're going to have yep support of my my own support from the energy space and then holly is definitely the strategy coach that is going to put things in order for you and give you some some great specifics and tools to get your business off the ground and start marketing it and making money health yes health and we've yes. done it before we've had a blast and we've had um success with the people that went through the course because now you know what they're running their own businesses. And we did it during COVID. I, so there. Isn't that fun so to there. see that when, we, when you yes, see the posts of I the people? It. I know. I know. It's like to be able to celebrate what they've created and yeah. know that you, not, not that I, we can't take credit. They did it, but they did the work in order they to did the get work. themselves to the place where they could do it. And we were a part of that. It's, ama it's an amazing feeling. Yes. I love seeing their success. So like you said, Jess, October 12th, We'll be posting it on Facebook and LinkedIn and all those other fun social media sites. So, um, but either way, you guys can get connected with us directly. And now you know how to find Jess. So, um, all righty, Jess, thank you so much for doing this episode with me. I know it's really important. I know the listeners will appreciate it and relate to it. And I know you'll be getting messages personally about um, personal coaching because they need you. Yay. I can't wait. Well, this was such a pleasure. I, I enjoyed every minute and, you know, I can't I wait to too. listen back myself and let's, let's get the word out as to how we can support people with GTFOing. Yes, ma'am. All right, guys, thank you for joining me for this episode of GTFO. And I can't wait to talk to you again. 
Thank you for joining me today on the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. To connect with me for confidence coaching or speaking engagements, please connect with me at hollykaplan.com or find me on Instagram at gtfo underscore podcast. Thanks.